is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler with Derek, and Derek, there's been a song in my head. It's called Comfortably Numb, Pink Mm. Floyd. Mm. Do you know why? You're a Michigan basketball fan? I'm a Michigan basketball fan. I am comfortably numb. I have zoned out. I uh, Nothing can hurt me anymore. Two straight overtime losses. Two straight very winnable games. Michigan doesn't win either of them. I know I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but it's just worth rehashing the hell that has been the last week of Michigan basketball, which puts them in this predicament where they basically have to um, almost run the table in the Big Ten tournament. Some would say they have to run the table and get that automatic bid. We'll talk about that. But um, looking back at you know the way we felt coming off of a win against Rutgers, there's the win against Wisconsin. I know it was, you know, it's not like Michigan was favored to beat Illinois or Indiana, but the way they lost those games. I I don't know how you don't go into the postseason just feeling deflated. That's the way I feel. I think that's the way most people feel. But do you, Derek, are sometimes beacon of hope, do you have anything positive to build off of going into the postseason? Um, I feel positive that I made the right call when I guess they'd go two and two. Um, yeah. That's good in the final you. four games. Uh, but, it, you know, these ones hurt even more than the Virginia game, the Kentucky game, the early Michigan State game. Uh, you take Illinois to double overtime on the road. You take Indiana to overtime on the road. You're definitely good enough to win those games. Uh, you just don't have things either fall your way or you can't make enough plays. Uh, so to hang with those teams and take those teams to overtime, you know, both which would have been quad one wins, uh, really puts this team in a different spot. But where I'm at, similar to the comfortably numb, is <laughs> I'm hoping they get a win in the Big Ten tournament. You know, maybe there's something interesting that happens elsewhere. They can get into the play-in game. Uh, they're definitely going to need some help. Uh, you know, it'd be really helpful if teams like uh, you know, teams behind them in the Big Ten aren't making runs. You know, other teams on the bubble aren't making runs in their respective conference tournaments. But, yeah, probably uh, one win. And uh, you could take a Purdue to overtime. I mean, this team obviously can play with some of the best teams in the nation. They just can't find a way to win. Uh, and a good basketball team finds – a great basketball team finds a way to win. Uh, you know, a good basketball team – hangs around, maybe wins a couple here and there, and, and they haven't even found the way to do that. You know, there's been games where they haven't scored to end the game, can't, you know, uh, hang on to a seven-point overtime lead, um, can't defend in overtime against Indiana. That one felt like it was over as soon as overtime started. The fact that it got to overtime felt like it was over. A big mishap at the end of that game. So, yeah, I mean, I think the players, the team, uh, I think it's a team that technically could make a Big Ten tournament run. I just would say uh, it's more likely that that doesn't happen with everything we've seen throughout you know, the season. And the one consistent thing is they haven't been able to finish games. 
Yeah, that's the crazy thing about this team is statistically, I mean, if you look at the metrics, this is maybe the the second best team in the conference when when you subtract uh, the the defensive rating from the offensive rating. They're right there behind Purdue. But you wouldn't know it looking at the win-loss record. Uh, and it, I know I'm not the first person to point this out, but it, it was also just uh, – you wonder if it's ever happened before where a team was in position to be the number two seed in a major conference, you know, in this case the Big Ten, and they weren't a lock in the NCAA tournament. You know, like Michigan was not in that – situation where you know they're playing for a tournament seed they're trying to play their way into the tournament at the same time that a number two seed in the conference tournament is on the line so that was pretty crazy right now on bracket matrix um which you know it compiles all of the brackets basically that you could ever think of michigan uh they they the two brackets list michigan in them still one of them is CBS. Jerry Jerry Palm, who puts that mm-hmm. together, has Michigan in, in one of the first four games. So it's not a technically consensus that Michigan has to put together some kind of run in the Big Ten tournament. Now you would think definitely has to you know you have to beat Rutgers and maybe then if you're somebody who's already thinking Michigan is a tournament team. You, you may not knock them necessarily for, for losing to Purdue in the next round. But before we get to tournament scenarios and, and what Michigan has to do, you, you've alluded to the late game struggles, which um, became laughable almost in the last couple of games with a Joey Baker air ball and a wide open shot mm-hmm. and, and Kobe Bufkin, um, looked like kind of just panicking at half court and trying to throw the ball four feet ahead to Hunter Dickinson, who's not looking and Michigan doesn't get a shot off at, at the buzzer. It's, it's obviously been a theme all season where Michigan just, you know, doesn't look good down the stretch, but it was different in the last couple of games where it was more than just not looking good, not hitting shots. It was like quite literally falling apart where, it was like who, who's doing this for Michigan? Like who's coming up big? Hunter Dickinson did it once. That's that's great, uh, but he also missed some opportunities in the post to to tie or or take a lead late, where you feel like Michigan is doing a smart thing by getting him the ball and letting him be the one who either goes up and scores or finds an open shooter. Um, I had been wondering where the heck is Kobe Bufkin in all of this, like. <laughs> That dude just goes and gets shot after shot, and then in crunch Stands time in the corner. At, at the buzzer, it's it, it's like, did did Juwan Howard forget that guy was on his team? Uh, and I felt so bad for him with just obviously a, a mental air there trying to pass to Hunter Dickinson. I mean, you mentioned that left. you mentioned that via text. I thought of the uh, other time yeah. Kobe Bufkin had a chance. He he passed up a look to Jet Howard for a similar look who who didn't have enough time to I mean he got the shot off but it wasn't a good shot because you had talked you yeah. know why, why isn't Buff going to get those chances I mean that was the only other one I could think of um, I don't mind the the look against Illinois um, to allow Hunter Dickinson to you know kind of work in the paint and try to get something up the only um, problem with that 
the only problem is that it it seems like it's more difficult for anybody in that position to get a good read on the clock when the ball's yeah, moving your your back's turned flow. you don't have time to look all the way down at the you know the yeah. opposing rim you can't look up you've got I guys some of those kinda, shots came too early because yeah, of that yeah guys kind of like you know, reaching in, kind of like hesitating with help, but you can't fully help in that situation because he absolutely can and will and, and often does so successfully kick it out. Um, I don't mind that, though. I mean, yeah, I think it's – I mean, it's high percentage. You know, you get him turn into his left, you have a good chance, and he just missed. And, you know, because he hit the three-pointer against Wisconsin, which was, you know, more of a prayer look than – than the one he got against uh, Indiana. Yeah. Like, he didn't get a bad look against Indiana to, no. to win it at the buzzer. Um, he just has high of a percentage of a three-point shooter as he is. And, again, the fact that he had just sent one to in overtime. I mean, that's your big player. You're you're going to let your big player make plays. Um, Juwan Howard and, and, and Hunter Dickinson had that exchange after the Wisconsin game. And I think that's exactly what Kobe Bufkin was trying to do is, hey, he missed the, you know, he missed the the triple to to win it. Um, but let me give him another chance. And it just was, you know, not, it wasn't there. Even if it was in Kobe Bufkin's head, even if Hunter Dickinson was eventually going to turn and try to spot up, it wasn't there. Kobe Bufkin knew it as soon as it left his hands. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, you know, not closing out against CMU, not finding ways to win the other close games. You look at the stats, you talk about the efficiency. Like, if you tally up the losses, I've seen some people do this. Like, they're all so close. You know, mm-hmm. they are literally moments away from having a completely different looking season. And, you know, even just two games away, maybe even one game away, if you beat Indiana uh, from like, not being a lock in the tournament, but, you know, having a, a much better shot. So, again, I think that they're talented enough. Uh, they just haven't seemed to put it all together often enough for me to think that they could make any sort of tournament run, no matter what tournament they fall in. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, speaking of the Big Ten tournament, Michigan, a uh, eight seed playing Rutgers, Thursday, it's that coveted 11 a.m. Central tip, and if they win Everybody's that, they play, <laughs> they play the next day, same time, against Purdue. Which Everybody's got second by, favorite. Yeah, as the, as the number one seed. Um, I guess I have I mean, they've played in that spot of, a lot, it feels like. like they've. They, it does, yeah. It really does. They've been um, that 8-9 game. They've played at that mm-hmm. time in the morning. You know, I think that plane crash team, I can't remember what the seed was, maybe an 8-9 but that ran through the tournament. But they Well, it was definitely during the day because I skipped class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we watched. I watched them from work uh, in their practice jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say, and I don't think this is a reaching, but I think it probably is a little hopeful, um, that if Michigan wins – two games you're talking about beating um two ncaa tournament teams probably maybe well just the one let's say um i'm 
let's count Rutgers out for the sake of the argument. You're, but it's not any NCAA tournament team. You're beating a team that's, you know, making a bid potentially for one of the number one seeds here. Is that enough? I want to say it would be. I mean, you beat at worst a bubble team. Um, and then if you went out and you beat Purdue, get yourself into a, you know, a, a semifinal game. I, I think you could go into selection Sunday feeling hopeful far from a lock, obviously, but hopeful. I mean, do you think that makes sense? I think you're in a play in game. If you beat what can be a number one seed, now not going to be a number one seed likely if Purdue loses that game. Um, yeah. But I think you look at Hunter Dickinson, the, the matchup uh, against really most squads. Uh, that's why he always gets his. That's why he's, uh, you know, first team Big Ten, you know, by media standards. Um, I think you look at Jawan Howard. I think you look at Jet Howard. I think you look at Michigan as a brand. And if you win a couple of games and they were really close in a lot of other games, like it's just a matter of winning the right games at the right time. I think last year, it's really interesting. You know, I'm surprised people aren't comparing to last year. Last year, it felt like they kind of snuck in there. Um, and I don't even think they won the first game of the Big Ten tournament last year. And they, and got, they got in. Got by Indiana. Um, so win-loss, win-loss, win-loss for like 20 games in a row. <laughs> yeah. uh, found a way to, to make it in without ever winning more than uh, a game in a row. Uh, and then made it to the Sweet 16. So... I have trouble seeing Michigan get left out of the field if they win two Big Ten tournament games. Uh, if you only beat Rutgers, though, and lose to Purdue, even if it's close, then, yeah, I think you're – I mean, a lot of other things would have to go your way. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at um, is I, I do. I, I think they can beat Rutgers. I think they can hang with Purdue. You know, you, uh, you and I disagreed on how we thought Indiana would go. I just felt like we were going to get – good basketball out of Michigan. Uh, and they had a chance to, you know, they pulled away and they had a chance to win in regulation. Um, just couldn't do it. Uh, you let a team who has a lot to play for, you know, a good player in his last time in a, in a Hoosiers uniform at home, uh, you give them an overtime chance, by the way, you almost had a half quarter to win it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so at least they didn't go that way. I don't know if that's worse or better, probably worse. Um, worse, yeah. you've seen you've seen Michigan lose to those type of shots before um yeah I mean you had to win probably two to to get in but I think the committee sees that this team is close and like last year where the comparisons probably can start is win games at the right time you can be one of the final 16 teams remaining no doubt yeah, this Rutgers game is really interesting from a broader perspective because you you could look at it as sort of um, a, a play-in game, like whoever, or uh, more like a play-out game, I guess. Whoever loses that probably sees their tournament chances really diminish, and, and Rutgers is totally trending in the wrong direction. Lost six of eight. There are two wins, one one point over Wisconsin, three over Penn State, and second to last game of the regular season is laughable really but losing to to minnesota on that buzzer okay. beater so uh you would definitely you know i think rather be michigan in this matchup but then it's purdue waiting there for you and it, it's it's intimidating at the, at the same time that it is 
hopeful or or like I look at it and I think I I actually like shouldn't feel like Michigan is such a steep underdog to Purdue. They've played Purdue close, just like they played pretty much everyone close. Like Michigan plays good basketball against good teams. And and if if games were thirty seven minutes long, like Michigan might be you know, <laughs> sitting here with two losses or something. You're not wrong. But, so I I I think as as much doom and gloom as there is, um it totally makes sense. Like it, Michigan is probably the the only team outside of the top five in the Big Ten tournament. Um, and Iowa's number five team, and they can, of course, put 95 up on you, and there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. But I, I think Michigan is, is a team outside of the top five in the Big Ten tournament that's got a legit shot to run the table or at least make a deep run because they play good basketball. And if they closed out games, like the record looks a lot better and the narrative around this team is so much different. It's just unable to close out games. And now you're on the outside looking in with work to do in the big 10 tournament. So with this in mind, game against Rutgers and then hopefully a game against Purdue, um, I've got two questions though related. So you could give the same answer. Who is a player who needs to step up and who is a player who does step up? Uh, needs to. I'm going to go with Joey Baker. Um, I think Michigan just needs some sort of help at three slash four, whatever hybrid position you bring him in, whoever you bring him in for. Uh no ill towards Will Cheddar, but the fact that he's done essentially nothing as a starter, T. Will either isn't healthy enough or good enough anymore to start. Uh, doesn't seem like you're getting much out of either of those guys. Uh, and though Joey Baker's not, you know, quite the the four um, that you you know want out there, um, you gotta have somebody with experience come tournament time. Uh, he's, you know, being a part of the Duke program, even though not getting the minutes that, uh, you know, he would have hoped because of all the studs that go to Duke. Uh, he's definitely seen, um, you know, tournament action. Uh, and I think that he's who needs to step up because I think Michigan just purely needs a shooter uh, in a tournament to, to, to really another shooter to, to get him out of a, uh, a bad position who will step up. I'm going to go with uh, Doug McDaniel. I think he's inconsistent. Um, he's had some great moments. Uh, he's had some freshman point guard moments. Uh, but I do think he is a unique enough player, uh, especially with how he's played uh, in some games, you know, some big games, uh, where I think that that's the player that, you know, you won't, you won't be able to say it's on Doug McDaniel, at least the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I think playing, you know, these teams, playing in the Big Ten. He hasn't had the NCAA tournament experience, so the freshmen have. But, uh, you know, the Big Ten tournament, you know, the guys that go to the schools that they go to now, especially the top players, uh, they have a lot of tournament experience. He's played all of these teams. Uh, I think Doug McDaniel is the, is the player who steps up outside of, you know, the players that I'm relying on, Kobe Bufkin, Jet Howard. And Hunter Dickinson. I don't say them because I expect them to do their jobs essentially. Because <laughs> I mean, Michigan has no chance if even one of those three guys is, you know, quiet. 
Yeah, I think um, Terrace Reed is a guy who needs to step up. And and I'm mostly do, saying that because of the matchup. You're going to have Cliff Amore as a big-time presence and and then Zach Eady, you know, if you win against Rutgers. And Hunter Dickinson as a big who's able to hold his own. But, but Terrace Reed, as we know, just brings a little different feel down there, a different level of physicality and, and athleticism. His presence could be really big in, in the game against Rutgers. And then if you win that against... Uh, Purdue, a guy who does step up, who I'm confident in. You know, I, I you may have eliminated him from the answer pool, but I'm going to go Kobe Bufkin because uh, you take away what happened at the end of the game against Indiana, and that guy, uh, it doesn't matter what point of the game it is, when Michigan needs a shot, I don't feel as confident with anybody else having the ball in their hands as I do Kobe Bufkin. And you're going to need that against, you know, Rutgers and, and then hopefully against Purdue. You're going to need somebody making shots. And, and yeah, down the stretch, you know, in a close game, which you can count on, you're going to need somebody you can you can uh, depend on to deliver. So I think, I think Terrace Reeves is a guy who has to step up, but somebody who I know or I'm confident will step up is Kobe Bufkin. Yeah, I think those are, I mean, hey, all, all players mentioned uh, do well, and that's the team that makes it through the Big Ten tournament and wins a couple of games. Uh, what I do know is you know, two things that I'll end on. Uh, Michigan is good enough to beat anybody in the Big Ten, uh, and Michigan is also, you know, able to lose against anybody in the Big Ten. Uh, and so that's kind of why you're right in the middle of the row as the eight seed uh, or nine seed. Was it eight or nine? Um, eight. Eight. So you're right in the middle of the road, just just past that uh, that halfway mark uh, because you haven't won enough games. So a team that can win games uh, needs to win games to, yeah, stay alive. You, you don't win games at this point. You know, you have to win one. You pretty much – should win the second if you want to, you know, really have a fair shot at uh, making the tournament. But yeah, if you only win one and you lose against Purdue, you have to have a lot of things that are out of your control. Uh, you do not control your own destiny, as I like to say in college football. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Michigan uh, at least controls their NCAA tournament hopes. Uh, win a couple of games, you're back in the conversation. Win three. Uh, for that matter, uh, you you know you might definitely be in, uh, and then if you if you want that sure, I am in the tournament, uh, win the Big Ten tournament because that's an automatic. Go ahead bid. and win it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just go that's right the ahead. easiest answer to this whole thing. But nope. before we go, really quick, give me your prediction. Then what happens here, or do you uh, want me to give one first? I got one win, one loss. Me too. And I think a lot Simple of that. sitting around, you know, Saturday. I guess not a lot of sitting around the tournaments or back-to-back, but um, yeah, I think you sit through, you know, Friday afternoon, um, all of Saturday and eventually through Sunday. And I think you probably have a good idea of what's going to happen by then, unless craziness happens uh, amongst college basketball. But yeah, I got one win, one loss. Um, Ultimately, if I had to go with my gut, don't think that's enough to make the NCAA tournament. I feel the exact same way. One win, one loss, and I don't think it's enough. I said it last year, I'm pretty sure, 
uh, because like you pointed out, it's a very similar situation where you're just not sure what's going to happen. Don't forget to enjoy March Madness, right? I mean, this is such a special time of year, and of course it's going to sting if Michigan doesn't make the NCAA tournament and you know, maybe we're watching NIT games or maybe no games at all, but um, I I love turning on TV on on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon this oh, yeah. time of year and, and catching the Mountain Valley, mountain, whatever, <laughs> you know, the random conference championship game. I mean, you turn on ESPN, like, CBS, I mean, you anywhere you look this weekend, there will be college basketball. Uh, and that will be the case, you know, the weekend after and the weekend yeah. after that. So, you know, March so is, uh, enjoy it. yeah, March is a special time for, for college hoops. Absolutely. So we'll get back next week and obviously hope we're, you know, previewing a NCAA tournament game and talking about how Michigan did enough to make it. But, uh, you know, it's possible we're also putting a bow on the season. And if that's the case, then we'll default back to just enjoy the month of March, man. That's that's all you can do at that point. So take care until then and go blue. Go blue.